money talk. Nobody's got bigger huevos than you, Bill. Here comes the money. <laughs> Bill, you hung up on me, Bill. All right, handle here. It is a uh, Monday, June 25. Uh, the big stories that we're covering, obviously, uh, the president uh, with what's going on with the separation of the families down at the border, particularly Texas. And uh, that's going to be covered a lot. There's a fire, the Pawnee fire that's up in uh, Northern California. And uh, Roseanne Barr, a podcast interview with Shmuley Botich, Rabbi Shmuley. What a piece of work he is. They're apparently friends. Uh, she and the rabbi. Of course they are. Uh, every crazy Jew is a friend of Shmuley Botich. Every completely crazy ass Jew is a friend of this guy. Yeah. See, proof positive that I'm not. All right. Guy Adami, a uh, financial guy. Good morning, guy. Good morning, Bill. Shmuley Shmotif. I'm a friend. <laughs> And you're not even a crazy ass Jew, so go figure, no, right? All right. I yeah, I know. I know. All right. Now, uh, a fair amount to uh, cover with you in the world of uh, economics, starting with uh, the tariffs and the announcement by Harley Davidson that because of uh, the tariffs that Europe is throwing on the Harley Davidsons, uh, the factory, they are going to move a factory to Europe to okay. sell in Europe. First of all, how big a deal is this in terms of how many companies are going to do the same thing? And I'm assuming the Trump administration uh, figured out that this was going to happen, or is this unintended consequences again? Let me go backwards. I think it's unintended consequences. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily think they anticipated this. How many more companies are going to do this? I, I, it's that one's a tough one to answer. I, you know, I do think you're going to see. You know, if it starts to hurt the bottom line, I think companies will do what's in their best interest. I mean, as much as you'd love companies to be nationalistic in their approach and to do what's best for the people of the United States, whatever. They're going to do what's in the best interest of not only their company, but their shareholders. So you could see these unintended consequences of company actually moving out of the United States. But you know, the far-reaching effect is, what does it mean for the stock market? And I think that's what really the conversation we need to have. And right now, what the, the market is down 300 points, the Dow as of today. It's down below the start of the year, isn't it? Yeah, I think the let's just call the market unchanged for the year. I mean, that's effectively what's going on here. The, the Nasdaq's done a little bit better. Small caps have done a little bit better. But, you know, for you folks playing the home game, I mean, we're effectively unched on the year. And here we are towards the end of June with another five and a half or so months left in the season. Um, not terrible, all things being equal, but I don't think exactly what President Trump had in mind. And remember... And they're not getting political. I mean, their word's not mine, but this is an administration that talks about the stock market being a report card for how they're doing. And, you know, if this market's going to start to sell off in a meaningful way, you have to wonder how long will this rhetoric, if that's in yeah. fact what it is, about trade wars and tariffs continue. All right. How about the grain producers, soybeans in particular, and the Chinese are being very clever as to their tariffs they're throwing right on uh, the Midwest, uh, the, the big Trump supporters. So pork, uh, soybeans, when does that become super political? 
Yeah, well, that, that's exactly to your point why the Chinese have, have, have attacked that specific uh, industry because it speaks, it, it, it shoots right to the heart of, of the Trump base, right? And if you can attack them and if you can get them off, then you've hurt the administration. And soybeans are trading, I think, at a multi-year low, and it's clearly going to hurt the pocketbooks of the farmers. But what's interesting is, for now at least, um, Farmers seem to be on board. They're like, you know what, we'll take the short-term pain for the long-term game, understanding that, you know, we've been fleeced for so long as Americans, we're going to do what's in our best interest. But, again, you have to wonder how long can they, um, how long can they take that posture? You know, how, long, how much pain are they willing to endure for the greater good? And right now it is, yeah, they will, but... You know, as the year progresses and it gets more and more costly and they continue to lose money, yet one has to wonder. comes down to this again, and we've talked about it. You know, President Trump has to run for re-election in a couple of years, and, and President Xi of China doesn't. He has that job in perpetuity. So the Chinese are in much better position to play the long game. Got it. All right, let's take a break, and I want to come back and talk about how uh, the two of us are going to have to work until we're 98. No. And we're not alone, are we? No, we're not. Okay, we'll be right back. Uh, this is KFI, Jennifer Jones-Lee. You're up. TM. Shake your money maker like somebody about to pay you. I see you on my radar. Don't you act like you were a You know I got it. If you want to come get it, stand next to this money like, hey, hey, hey. All right, KFI handle here. On a uh, Monday morning, uh, so much going on today. The immigration story, huge. Uh, the president says no due process. What's going on with immigration uh, detention centers? A lot of changes going on. Let's not forget the executive order the president signed saying no separation, except it's odd easier to sign an order than it is to actually do it. So uh, talk about that. Back we go to Guy Adami and uh, the world of uh, Guy Adami, Mula Monday. And uh, the topic, uh, Guy, that uh, affects every one of us is uh, early retirement or even planned retirement is out the window. We've heard so many people say and so many uh, pundits say, uh, don't plan on retiring on time because you're not going to have enough money to retire. So let's talk about that. People are living longer, um, yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, the majority of people have not saved nearly enough for the, what it will be, hopefully, you know, many years of retirement after they've done. So what's happening is people are delaying retirement, and they're trying to basically prolong their careers um, as opposed to less necessarily trying to save more money whilst they're working. So, you know, for example, this becomes a math problem, not that anybody cares, but you know, the trade-off between working longer or saving more, if you delay retirement from anywhere to three to six months, it has the same impact. Think about this. It has the same impact as saving 1% more of your salary over a 30-year period. So people are saying, all right, I can't save more, so I'll just work longer. And uh, that's what people are doing. But you're right. We're living a lot longer. My mother, oh, God bless my mother. My mother has been on Social Security for 40 years. That's amazing. God bless her. That's incredible. Yep. We've been paying for 40 years for her to be on Social Security. Uh, and, and of all the people that don't deserve 40 years, uh, well, I'm not going to even go into that. Uh, thank that's, you, Bill. Thank uh, you. I love you. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's I spent, your mom? Oh, that's, yeah. that's adorable. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, that was a no. long time ago. All right. So... um. 
but you still have uh, the situation of discrimination discrimination against uh, the older folks. So it's uh, you're caught between a rock and a hard place, aren't you? If you want to stay working at sixty five or seventy, it's brutal. It is, and yes, it is. It is a brutal situation to find yourself in because, quite frankly, and you're seeing it all over the United States. It's not just the oldest, not people 65 to 70. It's people, you know, from 45 up that are being pretty much disenfranchised by the rise of technology, and they're becoming obsolete. So as much as you'd like to work longer, the reality is you might not have that option. So it really is a bit of a problem. And, yes, the elderly are somewhat discriminated against in the workplace. But if we're, in fact, living longer, we're not going to have enough money to, to, to sustain us you know, what's the solution? The, probably one of the solutions is pushing up the, the retirement age and, and adding an additional five years to not tax Social Security as much as we are. But that's a political football that nobody's willing to sort of play yeah. with right now. Well, how much would it change if Social Security became, it became means-tested? Because there are I mean, a lot of Americans that the extra $2,000 a month they could easily afford not to have. You, how do you think... Listen, I don't know what the numbers are, but how do you think that's going to play uh, politically? I mean, does anybody want to touch that third rail? I mean, I know what you're saying is people should, you know, people with the means maybe should forego their Social Security benefits or take a percentage or work longer, whatever it is. But, you know, this greater good utilitarianism that you're talking about is probably not going to fly. Yeah. So the answer is, and I want you to comment on this one. Uh, one of the big answers is when this generation uh, from 45, 50 years old dies out, simply dies, uh, and you have the younger generation, number one, that understands that Social Security is not going to be the answer, and they're going to have to supplement, and they're going to have to work for a lot longer. I mean, at some point, retirement is going to be at age 70 uh, in terms of Social Security. Uh, man- Probably should be now, Bill. I mean, you you know, and it's interesting. Social Security was put in place at a time, um, I think, again, for all the right reasons. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to go down too far this rabbit hole, but, you know, people that relying on Social Security, I mean, maybe it's a false safety net. Maybe it shouldn't exist in the first place. You know, maybe we should empower people to save into retirements on their own. And quite frankly, and you know this, and I'm going to say it, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail, but the biggest Ponzi scheme in the history of mankind is effectively Social Security, if you understand what it is and how it works. Yeah, so, there's, no, there's no trust money. A Social Security trust fund doesn't exist. Does not. Yeah, there you are know, other... Bill handles paying. I mean, you're paying, hopefully, and you're hoping that somebody younger than you pays in so you can get your money back. I mean, yeah. it's not unlike these Ponzi schemes. Right. And the difference is, and I want to point this out, and I think uh, you'll, you, you will confirm this, there are, there are trust funds that are real trust funds. For example, the highway trust fund, there, there's real money in there. Where in Social Security, it's uh, it's IOUs. Government, it's it's simply the government taking it and handing a, an IOU back. That's exactly right. And you're 100 percent right, and that's and that's a scary thing because you know the studies that are done. I mean, effectively, you know, different studies give you different time frames, but in a certain amount of time, over the next 5, 10, 15 years, Social Security is going to be insolvent, given the fact that to what we talked about. People are living longer, and it's just, it's a math game, effectively. Yeah, and how many jobs at Walmart exist? You can only have so many greeters. 
which is what I tend to do, by the way. I fully intend to be a greeter. I'm not going to last, you know, I'm not gonna last very to, long. Don't you have to smile and actually be cordial to people to be a greeter? Or has that changed? That I was thinking that same thing. Handle a greeter? Can you imagine? You're supposed to be nice. Yeah. Hey, get out of here. Good. I mean, maybe God. you could change. You know, they they have those restaurants where the waiters and waitresses are really mean. Yes. You know, and it's like a shtick. I mean, maybe you could do that. Like, what do you want? As a shtick, yeah, that would work because uh, yeah. every, everybody would believe uh, that is I'm a just shtick. Trying to help you, Bill, yeah, because I, the Walmart thing probably is not going to last. Yeah, guy, let me get personal. If you, if you're if it's okay, and even if it's not, how, how old are you, guy? How old are you? Fifty-four. How what? Five four fifty four nineteen sixty three. Okay, so I'm sure you've already thought about uh, retirement. So, what are you doing personally for retirement? Do you plan on retiring at sixty? Well, you you're at sixty six and two thirds, I think, before Social Security kicks in. Full Social Security. Bill, let me tell you something. I mean this sincerely. I'm going to work as long as they allow me to work. You know, I need my mind. You know, you need your mind to be active. So, as long as they allow me to do this TV show, as long as you folks allow me to come on the radio. As long as people want to pay for me to go speak, I'm going to do it. I mean, I don't see myself sitting on a lawn chair, kicking my feet up and reading People magazine. I'm not wired that way, so I'm the wrong person to ask. I mean, I hope I could slow it down at some point, but you've got to make hay when the sun shines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Uh, just, I, I, I didn't know. I mean, you, I mean you'll do the, you love your radio show. You ain't going anywhere. Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to say, I'll be saying something next week that'll get me tossed. Believe me, I'll be the new Roseanne Barr. All right, Guy, we'll talk again next week. We can only hope. Yes, all right. That's uh, Guy Adani.